The following podcast is sponsored by the new Hood College Gear Shop. The gear shop replaces the old Hood College bookstore. Most of us remember the bookstore as just a place where we bought or rented books. Well, that's not the case anymore. The Hood College Gear Shop is a great place to buy all kinds of things. Need some Hood branded merch? You'll find hoodies and t-shirts, hats and scarves, sweats and socks, mugs and cups. They even have Hood branded blankets. Low on shampoo or soap? They have you covered. Bad breath before class? Buy some gum or Tic Tacs. Need a pen, highlighter, or notebook? The gear shop has tons. Does your roommate have a dog? Buy them a Hood College leash or collar. Need some Advil or Tums? The gear shop has your back. Need a last-minute birthday gift for your best friend? You'll find plenty of options. What I'm saying is the Hood College gear shop has you covered. For all your gift, school, and snack, blazer-branded clothes needed. So the next time you're in WIT, stop in and browse around. Mention my name, James Fay. In the name of this podcast, Sidelined, and receive 10% off your purchase off of any Hood Brandon merch. Thank you for listening, and let's get into the show. Welcome to Sideline. I'm your host, James Fay, bringing you a podcast about injured athletes who want to share their story and the mental battle they experience trying to get back on the field. Each week, I will invite different athletes, parents, coaches, trainers, and therapists to the show for conversation about their perspective and what it takes to recover from a serious injury. I hope that as you listen to these stories, you can relate to them in some way so you don't feel alone battling back from injury yourself. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Sideline. My name is James Fay. And my special guests today, all the way from Howell, New Jersey, are my parents, James and Kelly Fay. Mom and Dad, happy to have you guys on the show. Yeah, glad to be here. Glad we can uh, help you out. Glad to be here and share your story with you. So as my mom said, uh, this is going to be a little bit of a special episode. Um, I'm going to share my story with all of you, and because uh, I know I've dropped it a little bit in previous episodes, and I'm sure when it, some of you guys are wondering what's what's been going through on my mind and stuff. So a little bit about me. Uh, again, my name is James Fay. Uh, currently a sophomore here at Hood College. Uh, I'm on part of the men's lacrosse team here. Um, I just transferred in this past fall of 2022. Play lacrosse here at Hood, like I said. Uh, before I came to Hood College, I was at Chestnut Hill College, D2, part of men's lacrosse there. So my injury... A little about my injury. Uh, I tore my ACL back in February of 2022, February 28th to be exact. It was not a lot of fun. We were in a drill at practice right before the season even started. It was terrible. Um, we were in a drill at practice, and I went to go roll, and as I rolled, my foot got caught in the turf, and I just heard a pop, uh, one on the outside, one on the inside. I was freaking out. I went down. Dropped a couple curse words, and uh, I remember just laying there in pain. Trainer comes running over to me, rolled me back over, and as he straightened my leg out, I had a third pop, and uh, he told me that was my patella, my kneecap, popping back into place. So I didn't know I tore my ACL at the time. I just knew I dislocated my patella and tore something else. When I got up, uh, I got a relief of pain and was like ready to go back in. They had told me, no, you can't. You just messed up your knee. Like, you need to go get x-rays, blah, blah. 
So as that goes by, like I called my parents that night. I was like, hey, I messed up my knee really bad. I don't know what it is, but like you guys got to come down here. And they ended up getting down there for we had a game two days later. Um, we ended up working out where we were going to go see a specialist. Um, shout out to Rossman Orthopedic, um, Dr. Frederick. Did a great job. Ended up seeing the orthopedic. He sent me to get an MRI. Three weeks later, I get back and see him, and he tells me the news that I uh, tore my ACL. I was devastated. That was my freshman season. Just lost down the drain. Super upset. Kind of didn't know what to do. Never thought that would happen to me before. I've seen so many people, you know, heard so many people tear their knees before and just never thought it would happen to me. Well, fast forward, I get the surgery, and right before the surgery, um, I kind of spiraled into a little bit of depression, upset, negative person around my team, um, was super frustrated because of what just happened. I had lost my starting spot as offensive midi, didn't know what to do with myself, was trying to be supportive for the boys, but just couldn't, started missing things at practice like coming up with excuses because I want, didn't want to go to a game or stuff like this. And my coach kind of noticed it, called me into the office, and um, he basically asked me to leave. He asked me to step away from the team and asked me to leave. He just didn't want the negativity around. And I understood. I'd entered the transfer portal four hours later and was in the transfer portal. So I didn't have to worry about that right now. Now I was focused on fixing my knee April 8th is my surgery. Going through my surgery, going through my surgery, uh, it was not easy. I was definitely nervous. Uh, got done, went smoothly, got back to, to oh, I ended up going home, finishing the semester at home. From there, my parents were lucky enough to take care of me and stuff, and I was able to finish the semester from home. So real quick, let's put the story on pause. Mom and dad, whoever wants to go first, when I called you guys and told you that I messed my knee up. What was going through your heads? I think the first thing that was going through my head was um, probably the pain of knowing that you probably were not going to be on the field that season. And it was your freshman year, and you were excited to have that starting position. And as a parent of athletes and a former collegiate athlete herself, I knew that that was going to be the thing that the struggle that we were going to have to help you overcome. Got Dad. Yeah, I, I think uh, my initial reaction was uh, we really didn't know the severity of it. Um, you know, the way you described it initially to us uh, was that, you know, your knee did pop out, so we knew it was a dislocation. But again, at that point, we really didn't know that it was a tear uh, in the ACL until we um, – actually went to the doctor you so, you were with me too at the doctor when it was mom wasn't there but you were with me when we were at that's right the doctor yeah he told us it was a long day between getting uh uh covid uh test done and because of uh obviously everything that was going on with the pandemic and we had to make sure that you had a clear covid test before you can get into certain um doctor's offices right and get, yeah get certain mris done i think it was or yeah, I had about three MRIs yeah. from different different days. Yeah, definitely a long day. Mm-hmm. Um, when 
I got the surgery. What, like that time period, like when I got home, what were you guys thinking? Like, do you guys think it was going to be a little frustrating? A little, were you guys frustrated or? Definitely not frustrated. The day that we brought you home, you actually had come out of the surgery and we had an hour and a half ride home and, um, you know, you were relaxed and we were actually left you at home and we were heading off to your younger brother's high school lacrosse game. And I think at that moment, I think the biggest thing that helped us that day was we happened to run into another collegiate college coach. Um, he was actually the coach of one of your rival schools at the time. And um, we had told him what had happened to you. And he had advised us to have you talk with somebody to seek out like a therapist when you were getting ready to return to the field. So I kind of had locked that in the back of my head. So I, but at that point in time, I felt that everything was going to be okay and we were going to see you on the field in, in a year. So now we can fast forward a little bit past that surgery. Um, I was going to PT, right? We were seeing hands-on physical therapy. They were doing such a great job working with Greg. And uh, unfortunately, when we went back for my visit to go my, what, my checkup two weeks after the surgery, right, post-op, checkup um they saw a lack of extension correct and we uh we ended up going through with a, an MUA basically an MUA is manipulation under anesthesia so they were going to just bend my knee straighten it um which was kind of gnarly and to try and break up a lot of that scar tissue that built up my knee um going through that what did you guys think having a second surgery like in a way yeah, I mean, going back to the first surgery, when we were taking you home, uh, I couldn't believe how much mobility you had already right after the surgery. I mean, you were pretty much walking, no crutches, no nothing. Yeah, there's a picture of me ordering food in Wawa standing, exactly. no crutches. Yes. <laughs> you were getting around quite well. That kind of put us at ease. Uh, you know, um, and then when we did go back for your follow-up and they told us that you weren't getting the extension that you needed and they wanted to do the MUA, um, you know, it was, there was a lot of questions that needed to be answered. You know, how, how far would that set you back in your recovery? You know, um, would this uh, help you to get back quicker? So there was a lot of uh, questions that were uh, needed to be answered. And um, yeah, we were concerned, of course, you know, as any parent would be uh, when, their, when their child gets hurt. But uh, we knew how much passion you had for the sport. And, you know, our ultimate goal is to see you back on that field. And whatever your mother and I have to do to uh, support you in that endeavor, we're going to do. So, Yeah, and we're getting pretty close, obviously. Like, you know, we're just there. But we'll get to that part, obviously. Um, so after that MUA, we obviously thought everything was good. I thought everything was going to be smooth sailing from there just fighting through everything. PT was definitely not fun. I felt like I was getting tortured half the time, just trying to get all that mobility back, obviously. That was a very stressful time. Um, definitely felt like I was at a low at that point just because of everything going on. We obviously had a lot of things going on, you know, Colin graduating with school and stuff like that. I also was trying to finish up the semester at home, which was not easy. We obviously all know how that went. And really at that point in time, going back to the day that you actually had your surgery and 
the college coach sharing with us that he thought a therapist would be good for you. Right around this time, your father and I had had a conversation and we felt that this might be the time. We were not going to wait until you returned. And that's when we spoke to you about reaching out and talking to someone. Oh, I definitely needed it. I mean, listen, I you know, was dealing with trying to transfer schools. I finishing a semester at college at home, that's not easy. And then deal with rehab of an ACL, like that's, and other things. I had other things going on too, but there's, there was a lot going on, obviously, that I just wasn't prepared for. I think I broke down and cried multiple times to you. I think I've cried more in the past and that sucks hearing that, but like I've, it was not easy. No, it was a very emotional roller coaster, I think, for everybody, for you, for, you know, us, your brother, your sister, all wanting to help you and see you struggle as you were, because um, that's not really like the James that we know. Well, I think the nice thing is, is that I kind of made my transfer process pretty easily. It only took a month, if anything, if we really think about it, a month, month and a half, just about right, I'd say, because... Because we had came and looked at Hood and somewhere in May, April, right? Correct? Yeah, so you had um, put yourself into the transfer portal. And I think, you know, in the backside, you know, Dad and I had had worries being that, you know, you you had just received ACL surgery and now you were looking to go to a college. And our concern was what college is going to want him now that he has an ACL surgery? And, you know, we're, film that we have is over a year old from high school and, you know, nobody has seen him play. So, you know, what was that going to be? But uh, you, you know, put yourself out there and you had coaches reach out to you. And one of those times when we were out in Pennsylvania visiting Dr. Frederick, you and I hopped in the car and came down to Hood. Yeah. Yeah, luckily, I remember that phone call with Coach Barber and calling me. I was sitting at the airport, and he called me, and he's like, hey, it's me again. Like, I saw you're in the transfer portal, and love to talk with you a little more about it. And I remember when I mentioned to him about I, that I have a torn ACL, that was going to cause any problems. He said, no, not at all. Like, we'd love to have you here and uh, get you healed and get you on the field. And I felt that was very rewarding that, like, and wanted that, they were still willing to take me even though I'm not 100% and didn't know when I was going to return. Really, at that time, when we did come down here, though, you were still on the road to recovery. We hadn't had the MUA yet. Yeah, that was before the MUA because I think we we didn't, yeah. So. We, we didn't, so. Well, that fast-forwards us a little bit further into the uh, the summer, right? So I was getting around in the summer much better. Still going through PT, lack of extension, though. Well, then we go to the doctors again, and they tell us that I still got more scar tissue. Well, let's back up. It wasn't really uh, them telling us. I think it was you telling them because you had some discomfort and pain in yeah. the back of your knee mm -hmm. when you were doing rehab and you know, um, as much as you thought that was normal during the rehab process, it, it really wasn't. We found out that it wasn't, and, you know, that's when they decided to go with the third. Certainly. The third, the scopes, they went in and cleaned it out. Um, I think that, what did you guys think when we were going for a third surgery? <laughs> like, we're talking three surgeries in the span of 
like April, May, June, July, five months. Yeah. Yeah. We're, you know, me and your mother were talking and here we go again. You know, the questions arise again as to, um, you know, a time horizon of you getting back on the field. What is this going to do with your, you know, your commitment to come here to Hood College? Um, do you even do you star even, college? Do you even want to come back to college? There were so many questions well, that we, we were on the fence about it for a week. Yeah. One point. I mean, literally, I think up until the day before you left, we were having conversations about it and digging deep and deciding what was going to be the right choice for you, the right thing. Of course, of course. Well, I think I ended up making a good choice of going back. I think I made the right choice. It was overall the best decision I think I did instead of going to start my career job, that I, my dream job that I want. Um, but obviously, you know, going to that third surgery, I was up and walking around within, what, a day? It was, I was... It's pretty felt pretty good about things and obviously my leg was still smaller than my left leg my right leg was still smaller than my left leg but i was definitely moving around much better after that third one yeah you definitely turned the corner after that third surgery and uh, i think both mentally and physically we were definitely on the road uh to recovery pointing in the right direction and getting the answers we we needed and we wanted to hear obviously we're still not there yet but of course yeah you know well luckily when i got out here i was coach barber recommended great physical therapist place r2p luckily i met dr sam curbello she's done a great job with me and working with her and she's awesome um and obviously going through with her like what do you guys think when i told you how awesome this place was that i was going to and how great they were the PT that I was getting, it was much more advanced, more sports related than where I was going back home. Yeah, uh, I think it was geared more towards getting you back on the field. Um, you know, I think your attitude alone after meeting with Sam and, and the team over there uh, at the physical therapist, I think we, we heard it in your voice and we could see it in your, you know, uh, just the way you were carrying yourself, I, again, I think you saw the light at the end of the tunnel and uh, you started to push forward towards that, which was great. Um, I think it started to help you get out of that funk or depression that you were in, clear your head and, you know, make you f let you focus on not only the recovery, but being part of a team and accomplishing what you really set out to do here at Hood College, which was get a degree, which you're working towards. So... Yep, definitely. I mean, I think some other things that kind of helped you mentally get through this time, which you're still going through, is also getting a job at the ice rink. You know, James was like a used to play ice hockey in college, and it Not ice college. hockey was a, I'm sorry, sorry at high school. I wish in college, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he wishes. I'm um, <laughs> sorry, in in uh, high school, it was you know it's always been a passion of his and 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 a love that he he just loves the ice. Um, ever since he was little. Uh, so he ended up noticing that he had, had extra time on his hands. And James is not one who likes time on his hands. He likes to be busy. So he went and found a job at the ice rink. Um, and I think that that also has helped in your recovery process. It definitely makes it coping mechanism because it gets me away from lacrosse a little bit, takes my mind off it. And like, okay, it brings me out of reality and takes me away from all that stuff. It's like a... Just a 
you know, be in my own world over there at the ice rink and do my thing, you know, driving the Zamboni. No one, no one bothers me. I kind of just work myself and that's, that's that. So jealous. I want to get on that Zamboni. <laughs> it's every kid's dream. Yeah. No, yeah. You're not so, wrong. Yeah. And leave, I think also, around. <laughs> I, I think once you were kind of released to run, which was around December, January timeframe, um, because, because all of those surgeries, really did put your time horizon back to being on the field. Mm-hmm. So when you should have really started running in the fall, that, that didn't happen for you with those surgeries. Well, even the strength training part, um, I didn't start till later. Most people who tear their ACL start their strength training within the third month after surgery. I think even sooner than that, I didn't start mine until we're talking the sixth, seventh month of being in surgery. So after surgery but so I am delayed from that right so but when once you were back into some of that running James also had some skates on and your other free space I think to kind of remove and at least feel yourself again that you were getting back to a sense of normalcy or getting part of your life back was being able to lace up your skates because at that point in time, you still weren't able to do anything for lacrosse yet. You could put a stick in your hands and you could do some wall ball, but there was, there was still no contact for you. So you were still struggling with that piece. So being able to kind of, I think again, work at the rink was part of a therapy process for you. I think there's a lot here that, um, generally helped transferring schools. And I think a lot here at hood has, helped me tremendously cope through things. I think it's my teammates, the support of my teammates. Everyone's been motivating me. Everyone's always asked me, hey, when, when are you coming back? You know, I can't wait for you to get back. Like, I'm looking forward to playing with you. Like, I got so many guys that, like, they're like, oh, I've seen your highlight tapes, like, from high school. Like, dude, I'm so excited to see you play when you get back. Uh, my own roommate, like, he's excited himself. And, you know, I just got so many people who's, like, supported me along the way here as well as, like, um, you know, just even other athletes around campus, everyone's like always asking me, it's like, oh, so what's the update? What's the update? What do we got? Coaches always checking in on me. I got trainers. The trainers here are great, always checking on me. Like, so I've had a great support staff here. And then obviously you guys back home, everyone else around. I still got guys, my roommate from Chestnut Hill. He reaches out to me all the time, making sure I'm all right, see how, how I'm doing. And uh, I mean, I do the same, unfortunately, my roommate back at Chestnut Hill three weeks after I tore my ACL, he tore his, but that's, we'll save that story for another time. But, um, so, you know, I got guys from other schools checking in on me, making sure I'm okay. So I, I have a great support staff, I think. I think I've had a lot of like good coping mechanisms. Also, you know, like you say, me working at Skate Frederick, coping mechanism to get away from speaking to a therapist, Laura Depko, she's been great. She's helped me out a lot. Um, I got... I would encourage like other athletes oh, to seek out some therapy if they're really feeling. Uh, I think it the really helps. Just to talk to somebody you don't know, I think uh, that's a complete stranger. They can just, you know, listen to you. I think I told uh, club team, club travel cross team. I think that also you know helps out a lot. So, you know, there's a lot of things that keep myself busy. It takes my mind off of it all the time. So I'm not just focused on the P, the the rehab of PT and then going out to lacrosse and frustrating myself like watching that I can't do anything. You know. Yeah, I think this uh, initiating this podcast alone has been tremendous therapy for you because not only do you bring 
other sports injuries or other people that are going through the same things you are that you're bringing light to that um but it, it's therapeutic for you too to talk about it so yeah well I, I don't want anyone to be alone obviously like um you know making this podcast like i just wanted to get everybody's story out there i want other people to know because i i can tell you that time when i was felt that i was like in a deep depression i felt that i was alone i didn't know that like there's plenty of other people out there that are going through the same stuff I'm going through, but you don't realize it until you actually see it or hear it from other people. I didn't, I just felt like I was alone. The only one who, why this have to happen to me? Like what, what, you know? So I want other people to, you know, share their story, let them know that people who are listening, that they're not alone, that they're, it's, it's part of life, part of sports. Everyone gets injured some way. Unfortunately, others get injured worse than, you know, and I just want everybody to know that they're not alone and that I'm not alone either. So I know I got other people. So, but yeah. All right. So let's fast forward this a little bit. So we're in November now, right? Getting cleared running now. You said, like you said, just got cleared to run. We're, we're doing strength training, PT. Uh, about to get ready to go home for the winter break. How lucky did we get that Dr. Sam Carbello did her student learning in New Jersey 15 minutes down the road from a place that we live by. That connection with Zach is amazing. Yeah, priceless, right? I mean, uh, it was like hitting a lottery for you. Yeah. Oh, it was huge. Big time. Big well, it got even bigger for you, too. Oh, it did, yeah. Because, well, you know, obviously being able to make that connection with Zach and Sam, I was able to go pick up where I left off with Zach, like not even like skipping a beat, just PT, just left off right where it was back home, working with Zach because they were in contact with each other, Sam and Zach. And then started training with my brother at a gym he trains at with a trainer, um, Iron House. Shout out to Carmine. Carmine happened to be used to work at the same place that Zach and Sam were at together, and he knows them too. So now all three of them are in contact. Me working out there at Iron House, going to Elite for PT, and then when I come back to school going to R2P, I got all this lucked out with all this strength training and rehab that it didn't affect. Didn't skip a beat. Yeah. There was no uh, overlap of, um, I guess, uh, workout regimen or rehab, right? They were all in contact with each other, and communication is key because it, it only strengthened your rehabilitation. And like you said, I'm sure when you got back here to school after your winter break there, um, I'm sure even Sam was surprised uh, as to uh, how strong you got. Yeah, she was. She she's like, wow, like that's a big improvement in just you know the month you were gone. So that was very helpful in all this return. Then luckily, right before I did get back, or no, was it right before I got back? We saw a doctor Frederick. Doctor yes. Frederick. Okay, yeah. so right before I got back, I saw Doctor Frederick, and he cleared me. He cleared me to go back to sports. So I did get cleared to go back to sports, which was pretty exciting. Um, though I was not, even though he cleared me, I was not getting cleared through Sam yet. 
But um, you did need to pass a PT test for, a for return him, to play. return to yeah. play for him. And we're almost there. Um, so obviously, then I had that first return to sport testing come February, and still wasn't you know allowed to. I got I got cleared to go to non-contact practice, so I can go practice but non-contact. So now we're. I passed. I I did that first test, turn sport test. Unfortunately, my numbers were not high enough. Sadly, so we're almost there. You know, I think I shared this with you guys. I need to get some RSI up, which is like my speed to get off the ground. And I don't know what else. There's oh, you had some knee swelling going on. Yeah, I did have some knee swelling going on. Still, I still. I think I got. My symmetry is off still when I squat. Still a little favor my left a little more. But for the most part, you know, we're almost there. We're about, I'd say a little over 90% there. We'll get there, though, soon enough. Well, it's just great to see that you got a lot of people looking out for you. Because, yes, the surgeon did clear you to come back to sports. But, um, you know, somebody like Sam or even the coach who's seen people come back early, uh, and get hurt again, um, you know, they're looking out for your best interest and they don't want to clear you. So, you know, I applaud them for holding you back. I know it's tough. You've been out over a year and you're like a caged lion waiting to get back. Yeah, I'm, I'm slowly starting to lose it. But like, and when I mean lose it, like I'm itching out of my skin to get back to play, but I'm trying my best, you know, not to force it because I do not want to go through it again. So, yeah, trust me, we can see it. Uh, obviously, we're in town today because Hood had a, a big win today over Del Val, and uh, you know we could see it as we look and see you in plain clothes on the sidelines, um, and then get to see you after the game. It takes a little bit for you to get out of your funk. Uh, we give you your space though because we know what you're going through, and um, you know I know you want to be out there with the rest of the, the you know, your teammates um, in a uniform, not in plain clothes on the sideline. Of course, of course. I mean, it's all I want back. It's and that, been, and that day is coming. It's going to come soon. soon I enough. hope it does. I really do. I mean, we got, we're a little almost halfway through the season. So I, I do want to get back before. Um, I think we're and like your family, your brother or sister and dad and I are, I think itching right there along with you. You know, we see how close it is. You're, it's like within your grasp. And at the same time, you know, we want you to be able to come back at 100% so that we don't incur any, you know, re-injury or, you know, any other injuries from it. But I think, you know, we're all feeling what you're feeling too. Obviously, slightly different because it's not us. But, you know, when you when you have those feelings, we ha- they're just as deep for us. Yeah, I, I'm sure I... Sp- Spread off those vibes. I give off those vibes to you guys, and it spreads to everybody else. Because you know, things that things, those stuff like that, actions and people's emotions are contagious to other people. So um, I'm sure you guys are feeling it too, just as much. And being my parents, you guys wanted to see me out there. You don't want to have to come out to drive three hours and just watch me stand on the sideline to in plain street clothes. You know. So um, well, I think fortunately for you, we went through it with your sister. 
Uh, and maybe that's a story for another day, uh, as she was a college athlete who hurt her ankle. So uh, we kind of had an idea what to expect mentally, uh, you know, from your from yourself. And uh, we just give you your space, you know, and, and let you vent. And, uh, you know, we just let you know that we're here for you to support you in any way we can. So I mean, listen, I'm getting by. I'm. I'm doing my thing. I got a role that I've established on the team here, helping everybody out, getting things done. You know, I I don't want to just stand around and not do anything. I, I like helping out people, I, you know, running around, flying around, getting things done, setting game field up, doing all that stuff. Anything I can help out with the guys, anything they need, I, I'm always around to help. And I want to, want to help. I don't want to just stand around. So um, I, I think – you know, I'm trying, I'm getting by, but yeah. there's going to be a day where I want to be on the field playing, you know? Sure. So. Well, I'm sure your teammates see that. I'm sure they appreciate it. And, uh, you know, they see what you're bringing to the team, you know, as an, as an injured athlete, right. That's unable to get on the field, mm-hmm. but someday you'll be there. Yep. Yep. So awesome. Well, listen, mom and dad, Thank you guys for being on the show today and helping me share my story and, and your perspective of anything. Um, you guys got any last last things you guys want to share? Anything at all? Any shout outs? Nothing? No, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep being you and uh, keep, this is a great thing, this podcast. Uh, I think you're shedding light on um, a situation that obviously happens all too often. Uh, when we took the sidelines today, we looked over at the girls' team who was supporting the boys' team, and there was a girl walking around with a knee brace on, full knee brace, just like you. So injuries do happen, but student-athletes need uh, a support system. And I think this podcast sheds light on that, and hopefully, um, you know, administration, coaches, you know, the school, they can uh, all come and support you and all the other athletes, injured athletes, um, in any way they can. Of course. I think we do a great job. We have a great support staff here and student body and everybody here is staff, trainers, coaches. I think everybody's very supportive on our injured athletes here. We look, we look out for them and our strength conditioning coaches, you know, take very good care of us as well. So, um, yeah, awesome guys. Thank you for being on again. Uh, I'm going to leave you a message from me for myself um for all you athletes out there who are injured or going through an injury um think of i have a tattoo on my forearm that i like to remind myself um it's an arrow and basically what the arrow represents is when life's dragging you down and you're going through tough times just know you're gonna be slingshotted forward it, you know an arrow only goes in one direction and that's forward so i just want you all to remember that and uh yeah so awesome guys well thank you again and uh that's the episode of sideline so have a good day bye i hope you enjoyed the show i'm your host james fay and this is sideline i'd just like to leave you with one thing when life's dragging you down be a grasshopper and hop forward if you have any questions or advice you'd like to be answered on the show Email us at sidelineathletespodcast at gmail.com or follow and DM us on Instagram at sideline underscore podcast. See you next week.